Uh, you're listening to Ultra Multifarious, a podcast where we uh, talk about many different things. Uh, as always, I am Tim. I'm here with my good friend Alex Darnell. Hello. And uh, for this episode, I just want to talk about, and it's going to be hard, I think, not to sound, I don't want to sound like curmudgeonly or negative or shaking my shillelagh on my lawn where I'm like, you kids and your music. Your shillelagh, your what? Yeah, it's an, uh, it's an Irish walking stick. It's really hard to spell. <laughs> Hold on. Who has that? Shillelagh. On their lawn. I do. I'm a curmudgeonly old Irishman. She, shillelagh. Look at how you spell that. That's not real. Yeah. S-H-I-L-L-E-L-A-G-H. And it's a club. Uh, see, a shillelagh is a wooden walking a stick thing. and a club or cudgel, which is one of my favorite words, typically made from a stout, knotty blackthorn <laughs> stick with a large knob at the top. It is I, associated with Ireland and Irish folklore. I can honestly tell you I've never heard that word before. There's my shillelagh. This one has a morning star on it if you look at Wikipedia. That doesn't... <laughs> that's Get that's my not... Lawn, a... <laughs> or I'll braveheart you. Yeah, what is happening here? In the skull... Here? So, uh, but we're going to talk about music. Clint Eastwood had that in Gran Torino. <laughs> My shillelagh. Um, that's a whole story about shillelaghs. Yeah. But, um, so this all started because I went to a four-day music festival called Welcome to Rockville. When I was there, and this is what I kind of want to start the conversation with, there were some bands who I'd never heard before, and... Have you heard of them or you just never heard? Some of them I had never heard of. Never. Some of them I had heard the name. And then I was like, oh, putting a sound to the name. And I might even avoid using specific names because, again, I don't want it to be like I'm bashing one band. That's not what this is about. Right. But what I found was some bands had this electric sort of energizing presence that was inescapable. If you were watching them, you were into it and you were moved by it and it was like, Wow. And then other bands, I felt like we're trying to generate that with volume and heaviness, and it wasn't clicking for a large majority of the crowd. And my evidence for that is people weren't moving. Meaning, when a song moves you, you move, and you can't help it. Sure. Right? That is what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about what's good and what's bad. I'm talking about what moves people and what moves most people. And it was really hit or miss, and I thought... Where are we going in terms of the future, especially of rock and metal? Because I'm I'm big into that stuff. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I think you're seeing the death of what I and we touched on it a little bit in the last episode, but what I am terming terming, what I'm using the that's probably not the right terming word. works for me. Does it work? Okay. Sure. Um, we'll do what the, we want. The, the death of of legacy bands and groups. Um, not individuals necessarily, like I'm just specifically talking about bands that are, that have built a legacy or built a catalog, built a following over a long time, not like just a short amount of time. And so they have layers and layers and layers of fans that follow them wherever they go. Mm -hmm. So if they're playing in one city, they might have people that travel to go see them in that city and all around. And obviously with COVID, things have kind of changed with, with concerts a lot, or at least in the beginning it was. But 
I think you're, you, I, I looked up and I sent it to you, um, the top selling albums of 2021, which obviously it's kind of hard to gauge the year because of sure. not having, <laughs> you know, with COVID and everything. But, um, I didn't see one band on it. Right. They're all artists. They were all individuals. Right. Yep. Right. And so I think you're seeing, honestly, I think you're like groups and bands and stuff like that. Honestly, I, I feel like in the 2000s, there haven't been, not at least not that I, like most of the bands that I feel like have been famous in the 2000s were famous in the 80s and 90s. Right. And they carried over into the 2000s. There were no ones that were started that were like, yeah, that's a... Like that's mega my, legacy my bands. Yeah. We're not talking... Yeah. because there were group. Yeah. And there were bands that got popular in the 2000s, sure. but aren't popular now. Meaning they were huge and they reached a pinnacle of selling this many albums, playing these venues, things like that. But where are they? And does anyone know who they are? Are people listening to their back catalog? One of my favorite things to do, it's just weird. I look to see how many monthly listeners bands have on Spotify. Sure. And compare them. So you compare like different rock and Is that metal people ads. that just play their music? Yeah. Like it's anyone play on it, a Spotify app? I don't like know what the exact to, metric okay. is. Right. And if you can get on there with one song. Gotcha. Right? So maybe a one hit wonder might have. So if you're listening and you know how that works, um, We'd love to hear from you in whatever channel is available that when we figure out when we post this. But the I don't know if you could be Rick Roll and have three or ten hits and it still have 40 million people because 40 million people are listening to you on the 80s greatest hit playlist. Gotcha. So I don't know how it works, but it is interesting to see how many monthly listeners different bands have. Sure. And uh, it's just one of the only bands that I can see that is almost like the second wave of legacy bands. There's a couple, and I'm sure there are more, but the two that really strike me that are bands that I think, oh, they've kind of come through, are Pearl Jam and Foo Fighters. And even then, Pearl Jam not as prominently as Foo Fighters. Right. And But apart from that... But when were they popular? Mainly popular. Right. The 90s. Right. And then they, like and you said, they, they kind on, of carried on. Over. So do you think that this... I mean, I'm sure there are a million different reasons, but it was just... It made me sad as a rock and metal listener... I, I love listening to any music that moves me. I will pretty much listen to anything if it makes me feel something. I'm, I don't care about genre. I don't care if it's super pop and very pop. I don't care about any of that stuff. Yep. But my soul, my heart, always goes back to heavy music. And there are some bands that are killer, but I haven't been moved. And like when I was at that show, I was like, oh, no. Like, what are we going to see in the next five to ten years? Because it's very genre-specific, too. We're in this sort of like, and you you can call it whatever you want. There are five different names, ten different names for it, but this like sort of metalcore where it's almost like where we were with new metal back in the 90s and 2000s where everything's like, like this very specific sound. There's not really anything riff driven. There's not a lot of fluidity. It all kind of goes into breakdowns. There's a screamer and a singer it's a very formulaic way and people are doing things within the genre, but there's nothing that's cutting above that made me go, Whoa. Right. Like I didn't leave that show thinking I'm going to listen to them now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which yeah. it probably sounds crummy to say, but I wanted to do that. I right. wanted to go and discover these new bands. Right. And I feel like their shelf life is going to be limited because 
it's style specific, it's genre specific. It's this like kind of metalcore thing. And if they're even if they are around in five years, are they going to have new followers or is it going to be the same Spotify listener count? <laughs> you know. So why why do you think this is? Why what 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 is causing this? Is it well part of it? And I'm just thinking about it is so back in the and I don't know this from experience. I just know from what I've read and and seen. So if I get something wrong, absolutely fact check me. But back in the day. As far as I understood it, if you were a group or a band, you would play, you would do your local thing. You would do a local, I mean, any big bands that you know started local. Mm -hmm. And you you were trying to get discovered by a record label. So you would play small venues. You would play shows. uh, Just to give some examples, I know, um, I think that's how Rush got discovered. I know they were doing like, they were Canadian, right? I think they were. Uh, They are, and they, so... It, it yeah it back then was like you have you get radio play like you get a radio station to play your stuff was one of the big ways yeah and that like working man their, uh, their song yeah. working man people thought it was Led Zeppelin and they were calling in for the new Led Zeppelin and they found out it was Rush right that's just one so you piece, would get, you but, would try yeah you would try to get a song on the radio to get to get played and you got radio play and that's yep. how you didn't have you couldn't download a song or stream it or anything like that so you and you would build a very organic. Just you got bigger and bigger as you went along if you were good and if you – there was some fortune involved in there. I mean sure. you had to have the right break at the right time. Yeah. Um, so – and you would just build the following that way and then you would tour. And touring was the was the key. That was your moneymaker. You'd mm-hmm. make an album. You'd drop a single. The, uh, the radio would play your single to death and then to sell your album. Yep. And then you would tour. And yeah. you just capitalize on it and do you do that for a year or two or whatever. So I think nowadays, and one thing I was uh, taking notes on is music is so accessible now. And it's also on, so on both sides of it, it's easier to listen to now and it's easier to create it. Yeah. Good or bad. So part of me says, well, is the market flooded with just a bunch of mediocre so it's tough for a group. Like, the, the the market's a lot bigger now. Right. And your attention is, everyone's trying to get your attention. Sure. So you have a lot of mediocre. A lot. And then the ones that you know about are the ones that kind of cut above that. Right. So, and now, I don't have to tour. I could be Justin Bieber and get discovered on YouTube by Usher. So, doesn't mean I didn't put in work. It's just a different kind of work. So yeah, now yeah, I can... Yeah. In a lot of ways, that's a good thing because it does... Because record labels are historically scummy. So a lot of ways, yeah. it, it does give more power to the artist. But it's also more of a free market, too, where it's like, if you're not good, people aren't going to listen to you. Sure. So it, I just think the the um, arena is a lot bigger now. And you don't have... As far as the band goes, I don't know. I think more people now are looking at individual artists than they are groups sure. of people. First of all, you're only dealing with one person. It's probably easier to manage. Yeah. Uh, so if you have one artist, they're not you're not having to deal with creative differences or uh-huh. anything like that. So I wonder if a lot of, I mean, you know, and a lot of them are just, um, a lot of things are just singles now. I mean, you could drop, shoot people drop albums in the middle of the night now. Yeah. You can upload them to the internet and everybody has access to it. It's just a different, 
it's a different thing. So, I mean, I don't know. I some of part of me. I mean, I'm glad that there's more accessibility, but I do miss that there's you know groups that are that will stand the test of time. I just don't feel like there's a lot of art. I mean, one of the guys on this list I've never even heard of. I'm gonna really show my age here, maybe. Uh, but one of the guys on the list, the kid Leroy, I've never heard of that guy before. Apparently, he's an Australian rapper. Huh. I've, but he's number seven on top album sales in 2021. Right. So he sold a, a ton of records. Um, so. And that, that's the other thing. So, so like, okay. But all of these are artists. I don't see any bands on here that I can that I can see. Right. It's a, it's a songwriter or a rapper or a, like you say, it's an artist. Someone who is them. Their brand is their name. Yep. It's not right. So, because it's like... Usually things are very cyclical, so when things ebb heavily in one direction or flow in another, we see then there will be this, like, resurgence, and that's where we got grunge, was, like, a lot of the glam stuff was at the peak, and then we got the antithesis of that, so I'm wondering if we're going to see this wave of kids coming up who are interested in learning the guitar, you know, because that's the other thing, too, like, I don't know what the numbers are, but I could say that when I was growing up, it was much more common for the kids around me to be learning how to play guitar or drums. In my sphere of like where I live geographically, it was like two kids out of five were in a band or practicing or learning something or owned a guitar. Right. And now when I look at that same demographic for the people that I know, that like people who have kids who are becoming teenagers when I was at that same stage, it is not nearly that way. There's not, in fact, and we kind of talked about this, they're more likely to try to start a YouTube channel right. or do a gaming stream and things like that, which is cool, but that is its own thing. But I'm like, man, where's that kid who's riding away at the guitar in his room like I was? Right. You know? Because that's the only way you get a band. But I don't, so I want to tell you a story about uh, Avenged Sevenfold because they're, they're one that I didn't mention that I think have aged into their role. Like at first when they came out, if you really look at what they did, they tried to make people ticked off and wear grills and have sunglasses and bandanas and make people go, oh, you guys aren't real metal. But if you listen to them musically, they're very good. They're very accomplished musicians. Musicians, And with each album, they have grown and done a totally separate new album. Like when their drummer passed away, they made a smart business move and a musical move to say, we're going to make a simplified drum album that's like our black album. And it was even had a black cover and everything. You know, they have this uh, this way of reinventing their sound every album. They don't just sound like they did when City of Evil came out. But when City of Evil came out, it was considered a flop. So how did they get so popular? Well, and because we're talking about this, this signal-to-noise ratio of how many artists you have to listen to, and that it's hard to find that gem... They, I believe it was they were touring with Good Charlotte, or they knew them somehow, and Good Charlotte brought Avenged Sevenfold onto TRL. Hmm. And then they played City of Evil, and it, the rest is history. It started, it was on TRL like Carson every day. Carson Daly TRL? Was that Carson It was, I don't know if it was Carson Daly's era, yeah, but it was, was definitely like the time when the way to get noticed was to be on MTV's TRL. Gotcha. So... That bumped them, and then they had an opportunity 
to grow into the band they are now, which is a seasoned legacy band. They're probably the newest era of legacy band is Avenged Sevenfold because they came out, I think it was the 90s, but it was like, I think City of Evil is like 2000. So it's like right at the line. Let me look. No, 2005. Wow. So to me, they're one of the newest. They're, they're one of the only legacy bands that have continued to grow and sharpen their instruments, you know, where they're progressively getting more and more diverse without it sounding weird. So it just goes to show. Are like, they at that show? No, I wish. Oh, okay. I wish. But if you don't have, if you don't have a good Charlotte on a TRL that pulls you up and gives you a shot, Back then, what is the equivalent of that? They now? let them play on TRL or just... They played their video. Gotcha. These are our buddies Avenged Sevenfold. I'm sure we can find it on YouTube. I just heard it from an interview with the lead singer of Avenged Sevenfold. And he was like, hey, our album was a flop and we don't know what was going to happen. They basically put all their money into that album and that tour and it wasn't great. Until TRL and then they were like, and now they have launched. So what would have happened if that didn't happen to them? We wouldn't even have an Avenged Sevenfold. Right. You know, so it's like... What is the equivalent now, and is it influencers, like we were talking about? Is it having your song played on a YouTube channel that has 3 million subscribers? Is that, you know what I mean? What's the new TRL pop? Is it TikTok, you know? Yeah, it's a, I mean, it's how many views, mm -hmm. I guess. How many listens, how many views, which is fine. But again, like you were talking about the, and this is not a knock on, on uh gaming streams or anything like that because i think they have their place definitely and they're they're cool i mean i'll even watch some if it's if it's interesting but i can't imagine in 50 years me thinking oh remember that one gaming stream i watched like, sure. it's not like a song where i'd remember sure. a song i feel like music has more of an ability maybe movies as well any of that, that kind of where there's like you said a, a theme sure um, and, and a finished product and a finished product that right that can that can stand the test of time whereas now it's just about get as much content out as possible, which is fine because you're providing a service. People are, it's, a, you know, you're, someone's watching you and they're paying, the advertisers are paying you money to have people watch you. It, it's, it's a great thing and I, yeah. I don't knock it at all. But as far as like lasting media, like somebody in 50 years going, all right, yeah, you know, I remember that. I don't feel like a lot of that's going to be, I couldn't remember like videos that I watched on YouTube that mm -hmm. were just like random random videos i'm not gonna remember those when I, I like it doesn't you know what i'm saying it doesn't really have like a lasting effect on me it's just like a momentary kind of ah that's funny. sure it's instant dopamine yeah which like you said has its place i have no problem with that stuff but is that surge of super fast cyclical content like hours you like the word cyclical today i do i would like to see if you would help me fix my bicycle <laughs> Cyclical. My bicyclic Um Wow. Uh, here, I'll use another. I'll look up a different word on this. By the way, source. Tim rode his tandem bicycle to the concert. <laughs> I, I did. Uh, with, with a Wii there. So cyclical. This is a Daytona, right? It was. Is that the speedway? Tandem bicycles are no joke. That's a whole extra set of bike. You need another person. Who was on the tandem bike with me? Oh, gosh. No. Uh, recurrent. Periodical, repetitive, circular. That's what I'll do. That's not even really the right word. But here's what I'm saying. The span of content now is like hours. Meaning the, the 
pace at which like TikTok is moving in terms of what the meta sort of format that's funny at the moment is hourly and daily. Right. And so at what point... And then it's gone. It's right. Like the news. <laughs> right. So at what point, if that is your focus... Because like you said, there it has its place. And I think that there's a cool way to reach more people that way. Sure. So that you can connect. If you're doing the right things and you're staying positive and you're helping people enrich their lives or laugh, that there is value to that. But at what point are we going to turn and look and go, we've spent three years making cyclical content that has no value now. We've all turned into children because uh, Sesame Street was the first one to do this. They, oh, yeah. they designed their show to be really quick clips because that's what helped kids' attention. We've all, we're all reverting back to our <laughs> to being toddlers. I, yeah. Essentially. <laughs> no, I can't. Our like, attention spans are so short. It's like, oh, at, at right. what point are we going to have an app that tells you a one-word joke? <laughs> <laughs> cyclical. No. Um, the word of the day is cyclical. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, so I, I don't really have any sort of finality. or. What's like your solution, answers. Tim? Right. That's it. Jeez. <laughs> I don't have one other than. It's not a, necessarily a problem. It's just. And that's the thing. It's a. It's a pattern that will result in, I don't want to call them consequences, but it will result in better word for consequences that doesn't sound so mean. Uh, Cause and effect. It's going to have an effect, but I think on a long enough timeline, that effect is going to be that sort of rubber band effect that caused grunge, which is we're going to get someone who says, no, I'm going to make long form content and people are going to watch it because it's good. And that person will be young and they'll have an awakened group of people that are sick of that quick cycle and go, I like this person. They have something new to say. So that's where, you know, the cyclical nature comes into play. But I guess, I don't know. I mean, we have a band and we're kind of just starting that up. That'll be something we talk about on here. Shameless. (laughs) You can find our stuff on daddy boys. No, no, I'm not going to give a real URL. Some, my mom would type it in. I went on that site. It was not nice. Can you guess the name of the band? Cyclical. No, okay. oh, Just rad. Kidding. But it's spelled with... Can we spell it with K's? Oh, gosh. That's a bad idea. Hold on. <laughs> Cyclical. There you go. C-Y-K-L-I-K-A-L. That's our Hoobastank style band from the very early 2000s. Oh, it's real. Is it real? No, it's not. not. Oh. oh, no, 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 no. That's okay. a kind of horse. Oh, that's horrifying. Pedigree for cyclical. Oh, it might be a horse, a name of a horse. An Arabian horse? Yeah. That's the solution. <laughs> Arabian horses. No, so. Wow. I don't know. I guess the answer is, for me, because I I have not installed TikTok because I know I will fall down that hole, and I don't want to use my time on it right now, and I'm not trying to sound like virtue signaling. But I'm like, I know me, and I'd be like, oh, I'd be sending you so many TikToks. Because yeah, there's so know. much good, there's so much good content. That's the problem with it. People already send me enough to where I don't need it. <laughs> like, right? Like, I get enough. They're so that. funny. This is fine. There was a, there was a dude yesterday, and uh, someone sent me this TikTok, and he was reading a poster for, like, death, death metal bands. The ones that have the crazy, crazy logos. Right. And he was reading through it. He's like, I love a good show. And he goes, like, we're going to see. And he was trying to read it and was reading what it actually looked like. It was hilarious. (laughs) And I thought, that's something that would not exist otherwise. It was really clever. It was smart. It's something I related with. And it was maybe a minute. 
Right. That's yeah. dangerous. Right. I could fall down that hole for two hours and yeah. just two hours, have two, red eyes. And two two like, hours of one minute videos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think sometimes that's okay if you have that time of your schedule. But what I'm saying is for me to sit through two hours of one minute videos, there's like three million people making that video. For me to find the one that I connect. So, right. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't have an answer other than I try to make sure that at least weekly something that I do leaves a lasting thing in the world. Even if it's drawing a picture on a piece of paper or like doing that kind of stuff. This podcast is an example. I've seen your pictures. I don't want you leaving them in the world anymore. <laughs> if you could just do the world a solid and leave those pictures out of it, that'd be great. You're good at a lot of things. Don't draw ever again. <laughs> that is fair. No. <sighs> but anyway, but I seriously, mean. Seriously, it's terrible. No. It, it, it's, not <laughs> it's not great. Right. It's not great. It's, uh, it's like someone. It's cyclical. <laughs> it's like someone was describing a picture that they saw once. Oh, yeah. To a person that can't draw very well. Um, so what are you, do you have any closing thoughts or any, cause really all we did was bash bands and say that the future of creativity we is sound like, grim yeah. with no solution. Sound like a bunch of old, old men. That's what, listen, back to the Shillelagh Morningstar. I got my Shillelagh Morningstar and I'm swinging it around and I'm telling these kids to get off my lawn with their talk tick. <laughs> the talk tick. But that's not really my heart. I just want to make sure that we have balance and that there are some good bands for me to listen to as I age. <laughs> so pick up a guitar, kids. And you're like, and the only way to create that balance is to murder these, <laughs> murder these bands. It's I'm like, trying oh, no. to capture the Infinity Stones. <laughs> listen, hear me out. I saw this in a movie trailer. Have you seen the mug? The mug from uh, Thanos was right? I want to get that. Oh, no, but I did. Oh, yes, I, I have, have to order that. that now. I have... A mug that is his fist with all the gems. That's fantastic. Yeah, I, was, I got it for Christmas. Um, so I'm going to use We just that. had a TikTok moment. <laughs> We're talking about a subject and then switch to another one. For 30 seconds. But yeah. I but mean, I mean, is the solution... Because I can't tell everybody, so go and make your passion making music for me. <laughs> That's kind of what it sounds like I'm saying, but... I don't know. What are your, what are your closing thoughts? I would say that... There's a place for both legacy media in the sen- in the sense of or entertainment in the sense of music, movies, things like that. There's a there's a place for that, and then the ones that stand the test of time that are still talked about fifty, a hundred years from now. And there's also a place for the the short term. I would say that the long term is more meaningful. So it's not that the other one's bad. I would just say that if you're trying to, I, I don't know. It's it neither is bad, but I'd say one's more meaningful. Sure, and, and no, it's great, and I think and will give you more fulfillment. Right in the long run, when you look back on your life and you go, "I made four million, you know, videos." What did I? But what did I do? Yeah. So I mean, like what? So I don't know. There's just people want to. As human beings, we're designed to to have a purpose, or you know, drive. It, uh, we strive to have a purpose or um, have a meaning. Like, why are we here? What are we supposed to do? And if we're not fulfilling that, we're unhappy. So I would say the the simple solution would be to pursue what makes you happy and what makes you, like, yeah. what's meaningful to you, and there will be an audience for it. 
and if and if you and shoot maybe that is making short videos i don't know sure How, it's come full circle <laughs> yeah maybe maybe that is and listen i'm not yeah i'm not knocking it i'm just saying that there are the the long-term the long-term generational things um legacies to me are they just they have more impact i think on future generations as opposed to just short-term instant gratification stuff i agree with that and i would say you can do, blend. do what you're passionate about don't unless do, it's killing then don't do that or stealing or, or to anything or unethical embezzling money or illegal yes um do what do what you're passionate about within the boundaries of the law tim and, and alex told me i could steal it's my passion <laughs> You heard it, folks. It's on a recording. My legacy is <laughs> 10 to 20 up in Sing Sing. No, uh, but don't do war, Don't do something because it's where the attention currently is. Right. As creators, every human being wants a feedback loop of positive feedback. They want to know that they're doing a good job. Right. So if you're only creating because this is where all the eyeballs are. So if I want people to like what I'm doing, I have to create in this medium. I think if we just focus on that and we just focus on the short term and the feedback loop of positive attention quickly. That's bad. That also has the opposite effect. Because it, if it's overwhelmingly negative, that's where you get suicides. Yeah. That's why all these influencers die young. Because then all of a sudden they, yeah, that's not good. It's not good. That's and a really bad thing. It can be extremely... Sorry to go dark there, but... No, that's that's the kind of thing I want to talk about on this show because it's, to me, <laughs> it's real. Yeah. It's real. You have people out there, you have... You have kids, you have teenagers who have this innate ability who want to create something and put something into the world. So it's easy to go to where all the attention is. And if you're not making things that are perfect for that that medium, you get negative feedback or you don't get as many likes and shares. And then you take that feedback loop and say, oh, well, what I have and what I'm creating doesn't have value and it's not good. And enough of that. And you either – I mean the, the opposite extreme like you said is taking your own life. But – a another real negative effect is you stop creating or you get disheartened or you become one of those cynical people that goes around feeling like you have to say negative things about everybody else's thing because deep down you're jealous that you never made something. Right. And so I feel like make those things but also don't forget to work on the novel idea that you have or the short story or practice the guitar or write a song. Something that is going to be a longer feedback loop but takes more work and less people are, in my opinion, less people are doing nowadays. Yeah. So it's like you say, it's a mix, but don't do it for the attention only. Make the work and if it's done well, it will get the attention yep. eventually. So, Or not, if you don't have uh, good Charlotte pulling you on TRL. There's also a timeline where you make all that stuff and you have to be okay with the fact that having made it is part of the reward. Right. So, what was the name of our podcast again? Mechala, Mechala, uh, Mads Mickelson's, Mads Mickelson's Happy Boys? No, no, no. Not even close. Fancy Men. Multiverse. <laughs> multiverse of Mickelson. Multiverse. That's, That's our Mickelson's podcast. Multiverse. Uh, starring cyclical horses. <laughs> <laughs> so, cyclical Mickel. <laughs> cyclical Mickelson's <laughs> Mad Horse. <laughs> Why are you Mads Mickelson, bro? <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm going to stop talking. I'm a little horse. Oh, wow. That was the worst. Yep. I'm leaving it in.
Uh, so thanks for listening. And I, I don't have a pithy closing. That was kind of a heavy episode. And I hope that you took something out of it and are smarter than us.